I was raised in the projects. The projects. Hello. Howdy ho. Tis I, Adam Pecora here, and welcome to Requiem for a Tuesday. You like that falsetto? Stick around for more. <laughs> All right. How's it going? Hope it's good. Rate, review, and subscribe to Requiem for a Tuesday, please. We plugging it up here to dive in. Uh, what do we got? You know, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, you name it, we're on it. We got a YouTube. If for some reason that's more convenient for you, you know, if you're a desktop two-tabbing, could help. Uh, couple video things on there as well. Uh, check out the merch, rfat.bigcartel.com. Got a few little goodies on there at an affordable price, may I add? <laughs> check out the music, Multiplex, Wolf X. Got a bunch of records out there. If you like noise poppy stuff or little dancey instrumental stuff, plenty to go around in those realms. And check out Justice's stuff, Microwave Minutes. Still going strong. He's got some new music coming out, too. Be on the lookout for that. Everything is linked in the description below. You can follow me on Instagram as well at adam.rfat. All right. So we got a little projecty two-for-one here, which is exciting. Uh, this was prompted by the Rewatchables doing the 10-year Project X. And I thought, you know what? That movie is a lot of fun. I've always liked that movie. Let's do that. And I was like, you know what else is fun and like weirdly also kind of similar in like a found footage-ish realm? Is Project Almanac. And then you get the little name thing. Wouldn't that be fun? Sure. It's a very they're both very underrated, I would say, in multiple ways. Now, I said Project Almanac was in the found footage realm. It is a true found footage movie, whereas Project X is more in the realm, and I guess the realm is where they are similar, right? Because I don't know if Project X quite qualifies. I mean, it is all done, like, with a handheld camera, and it is clear that, like, a character in the movie is filming at all times. But it's not like a found movie in the way of like Cloverfield or like I said, Project Almanac, where it is being done as like, I don't know, kind of talking myself into saying Project X definitely is one. I guess it's just an argument on presentation, but I don't think that you would necessarily throw Project X in that genre right off the bat, you know? And I think Project Almanac got in right at, like, the tail end of the boom of found footage. It's obviously never really died off because it's an easy way to do a low-budget horror, especially. Just because those are always easier with low budgets, period. But, you know, it has paved a way for, like, an indie filmmaking wave. Uh, those, I would say that, like, that doesn't really count 
I don't want to like disparage an entire group of filmmakers here, but I'm gonna because you're hacks. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. I don't know. But like my point is like a million movies get made every year that you're never going to fucking hear about in your entire life. So it's like they're not even really movies if they're not wide releases or at least a large indie release will still be accessible to most people. You know, anyone who has a 12 theater theater near them uh, is going to have more obscure stuff because there's hardly ever 12 new movies out at one time. So. All that being said, I miss when found footage movies were this common of a thing. I mean, these are only a couple years apart, and you're not seeing major releases really do that anymore, and I think that that's sad. And also, I'm really high, so I don't think I'm making any sense, and if that's the case, thanks for tuning in. I hope you keep listening. (laughs) Gotta throw a little qualifier in there, you know? I gotta cover my tracks. You always have to have an alibi, ladies and gentlemen. Let that be sound advice. Uh, But, I mean, it all really started with Cloverfield, I would say. I mean, 2008, I believe. Which, I love Cloverfield. There's a lot of... It's pretty much a love or hate thing. And my response to that is if your reason for hating it is like you got motion sickness or a headache, uh, I'm going to say your opinion doesn't count and you're soft. So unless you have like, I was going to say narcolepsy, but isn't it epilepsy? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) leaving it in, uh, that, uh, you're just a bitch. I mean, it's a movie grow up. I don't know what to tell you. So, but I love that movie. I think it's really well done. And it was genuinely terrifying in the theater for sure. And it works great on rewatch. It's perfectly fine scaled down because the whole thing was it was made on like a really shitty mid 2000s camera. So fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, and then another peak, probably with Chronicle, which I think was like four years later, right? Did Chronicle and Project X come out in the same year? One second. Research complete. Wow. Okay. So get this. Chronicle, February 3rd, 2012 in the U.S. February 3rd, Project X, March 2nd, not even a full month. Well, it's a month, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it's February. Um, unbelievable. What this the peak of the found footage genre has been found right here, right now, live as you're listening. <laughs> 2012, a month apart. That's fantastic, and both did really well. Both were excellent. That's that's great. I should have threw Chronicle in here. Should have been called Project Chronicle. Maybe I would have done it. <laughs> or I would have done the other, the third Cloverfield movie. What was that called? Oh, wait, never mind. That's the Cloverfield Paradox. Anyway, I have not seen Chronicle in a long time. That may be in the cards coming soon. Wow, another anniversary, too? Pretty fantastic. Uh, I loved that movie. For me, that was 
the breakout of Michael B. Jordan, but that's because I was 12, 13, and so I hadn't seen The Wire yet. You know? So he's always the Chronicle. Like, that's the breakout Michael B. Jordan role to me, is Chronicle. So, just a fun fact for you to enjoy. <laughs> When you write me a letter, please let's let's talk Chronicle. Hit me up. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna do Project X first because I actually watched that last night, so that's a little more fresh in the brain. Uh, this movie is an absolute rocket ship it's to somewhat of a fault a couple times, but mostly to a huge benefit. Uh, the soundtrack is unbelievable. Just banger after banger after banger. Uh, some of them are like arranged kind of weird where like the cuts don't line up so great. And maybe they will for a second. And you're like, oh man, this is really in a zone. And then it'll just kind of fade out. Like for example, towards the end they're doing intro by the XX and it's like while the main character Thomas is walking away with that girl Kirby okay can't believe I remember their names I'm sharp uh <laughs> and at first it's like a little montage like cool scene thing and then it just cuts to them walking away and they like mute it down and that's kind of awkward and then the song keeps playing out and then eventually the drums come in and they just have no place coming in at the time at which they do with what's on screen so that bothered me a little and there's a few moments of those that happen uh animal collective though gets in there for a second my girls still had legs and oh not in 2012 came out in 09 Love that. Great for them, I'm sure. That movie made a lot of money. I don't really know how that works, but, you know, great for the royalties. Good for you guys. Fantastic. <laughs> my, my fucking men out there. Uh, but, yeah, it's just shot out of a cannon. And I think that this is where my biggest critique of the movie is, is that, okay, the intro is these guys are dorks. It's this dude's birthday while his parents are going out of town. Classic trope. And they're like, okay, how do we get people to come to this party? How do we do something cool? We just want to be cool one time. I believe it's their senior year towards the end of the year, which would make sense. Um, and they're like, all right, we'll throw a banger. And it starts, oh, let's have 10, 20, 50 people come. That's what it gets up to. And, of course, as you know, 2,000 people show up. So my gripe is there's zero time shown how the word gets spread. Now, they pass out some flyers, and that's really about it. It's later revealed that the dude Costa goes on the went on the radio and said a thing, and there was like Craigslist ads, which is fine. I guess you don't need to see someone post on Craigslist, but like for the dude to go on the radio, it's like yeah, that was a funny punchline. But then if you think about it for one second, it's like wait, why wasn't that in the movie? Interesting, you know. 
And I get it. Technically, somebody had to be filming, but it's like, why wouldn't you film yourself being on the radio? That's fun. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Or maybe even it could have been solved. They could have done, like, cut montages of, like, them interviewing people. Like, the camera guy alone, I guess, just being like, how'd you find out about the party? And then every single person has, like, a crazier and crazier answer. That could have been a really good bit, and it could have provided some context to just, like, how wild the outlet was, because it still doesn't really add up. I mean, if I heard about a party on the radio, wouldn't go. If somebody handed me a flyer to a party, if I'm in high school, probably wouldn't go, to be honest, if I didn't know who the people were. And a Craigslist party, I mean, that's just insane, you know? And I remember right after the movie came out, it was all over the news all the time. And even people in my town tried it, like starting a Facebook event and just calling it a Project X party and just expecting thousand people to show up. And some of them would actually like get thousands in attendance and like cops would like shut them down prematurely and stuff like that. So people didn't really understand how to utilize that correctly at all. They didn't learn anything from the movie, which... They did not make a Facebook group party invite in. Hello. Uh, (laughs) But everybody either tried it or actually got thwarted doing it. And I think there were a few stories of like successful ones where shit got crazy. Not as crazy, obviously, but crazy. I mean, the, the wildest thing really is just looking at the critical reviews for this movie. It's just outwardly harsh, and I'm not really sure why. Like... Yes, this is a pretty shallow movie. (laughs) And are the people great? Like, no, not really. They're just trying to have fun at a party. And I don't know. It's like Animal House is this, like, critical darling. But, like, there's... The dude bangs a 14-year-old in that movie. And everybody's like, masterpiece. You know what I mean? In this movie, they're just like, shut up, slut. And it's like, this is a dangerous misogynistic horror show it's like uh lighten up a little i mean it's a comedy it's a fun movie you know you're gonna if you want to analyze it sure it's not great but you can say that about a million things technically super bad you can say that about then like you could say that about any movie and it's like if you try to tell me super bad isn't good you can go fuck yourself because you're an idiot it's really simple uh Try to get back on track here. Uh, but like I said, it just flies by. I mean, they're in school. They do a little bit of the intro. Not much. They're like, hey, we're filming this just to remember it. Blah, blah, blah. Which makes sense given what they're trying to accomplish. Uh, it follows them back to the house. They meet You meet the parents that are going away. Their dad's kind of a dick. But not really. It doesn't really add up how he acts at the beginning versus how he acts at the end because he's like, I know you're going to have people over, but not more than 20. But then he's impressed by how many people showed up. But I don't know. I, I, I couldn't get 20 people over to my house. I mean, in high school, yeah, I probably could. I'd, I'd, I've definitely done that before. So I guess never mind. Okay. <laughs> you got me there, Project X. <laughs> you win this round. Okay. Even still, uh, they wanted to go with the happy, nice movie ending. I get it, but silly. 
So then they go to the drug dealer's house, I believe to just buy weed, but then the dude steals a gnome. I don't remember his reasoning, and I never do, and I watched it last night, so I still don't really know why he took it. I forget. Uh, it's kind of the least interesting scene in the movie for me, like while they're in the dude's house, and then him trying to attack the car is incredible, and... It doesn't work as well once you've seen it because you know, like, oh, there's ecstasy in that. That's why he's chasing the car. But I remember the first time I saw it, like, the impact it had of that dude attacking them. And you're being like, what the fuck? Why does he want the gnome that bad? Right? And then you're like, why the fuck won't he give the gnome back? Which is still interesting because... Costa doesn't know that there's ecstasy in the gnome, so he could have just given it back, given that they were under attack, but I guess props to him, and it worked out that they didn't. Obviously, you need it for the story, but I'm just saying, kind of a flaw, but he's a dick, so kind of not. Uh, <laughs> and one thing I will note about the friends, the friend group in general, it's basically a play on the super bad guys, except Thomas is way more muted down and barely even a guy. Uh... And Jonah Hill was split into two guys. Costa is just his personality transformed as a person. And the other guy, JB, is just Jonah Hill in, in appearance with no personality at all. So they just split him into two people. And it was whatever. JB gets some good lines in there and there's some good jokes at his expense. So it's worth having him there, kind of. Uh, but that's basically all they did, I will say. Which, hey, great flick, so I guess you could rip off something worse. Uh, but I remember it being very apparent even when I saw it. It was like, oh, this guy's just trying to be, you know, Seth from Superbad, and it's not working. But it does. he does his own thing for the most part, and he ended up on Californication and Red Oaks and stuff. Bit of a chubby guy. Feel bad for him. You know, it's hard. Hey, I can't keep the pounds off. But I feel like he'd be doing a lot better. Have a lot more work. But hey, do you, boo-boo? You getting those getting that bread, right? <laughs> Literally. But no, same. Uh. <laughs> so then uh they run uh, maybe I messed up the order. At some but I think right before that's when they run into Miles Teller and it's apparently more complicated than I thought for people to understand. That his name is Miles Teller because they just chose to name him Miles Teller because it would be easier. Because most of the characters don't have names, or at least last names. Uh, and the last names were fictional for everybody else, but I guess it was just easier for him to be named Miles Teller. But my point is, they talk about how he is doing like college baseball. So it's not he's not playing himself, the actor. He's just playing a character named Miles Teller. He was not super famous at the time, so I don't know. I thought that that wasn't confusing, but I guess it is. Um, and then you know what happens. I mean, the party, it's an absolute rager. More and more people show up. Great music cues. The Kid Cudi Pursuit of Happiness. I mean, Heads Will Roll by A-Track. Still listen to that one. The list goes on and on. The midget in the oven, he punches everybody in the balls. They drive the car into the pool. Oh, then he drives the car into the pool, I mean. Uh, they jump off the roof. The guy comes back with the fire. It's all great. 
the dude fucks a chick and then the hot chick's in his room and they're about to fuck and then the chick he just fucked shows up and then he runs after her. I'm sorry. You're 18 years old. You're on ecstasy. You're fucking the hot girl in front of you and you're dealing with the rest later. Biggest flaw of the movie. Yeah, he loved her, whatever. As was said on the rewatchables, they didn't build up that relationship nearly enough for anyone to care. So that's why I really don't care. It just makes no sense given what I was shown. Okay? Okay. Uh, But overall, wonderful movie. Seeing as how the rewatchables just did this, I wanted to not specifically go into the same things as them. But uh, listen to that as well. It was excellent and a lot of fun to listen to. As this movie is so fun to watch. Could watch it again tonight, wouldn't be upset. Honestly, ton of fun. They should have done the sequel. They said that in the rewatchables too, but they were right. And they still could. They could do new generation, whatever. But this movie was fun. There's ways to improve upon it. You got to keep what's good and what works. But would love to see another one. All right. Okay. So next up is Project Almanac. You may not be familiar with this one. It was pretty low key. Uh, I think it was an MTV films release. So not like a crazy amount of promo. It wasn't this like blockbuster thing. I didn't even see it in theaters. Actually, long story short, a terrible ex forced me to not see it under the guise that we would see it together. But it was later revealed that she actually just did not want me to see the movie. I don't know what that was about, but isn't that crazy? Okay. (laughs) Good times. Good times. Anyway, I didn't see it in theaters for that reason, but I wanted to very badly. took me years before I saw it, and I was really upset that I had missed it all this time because I think that this is a really, really underrated movie. Also pretty poorly reviewed, although better than Project X, although Project X is probably better edited and shot because they also do a cool mix of like switching to phone cameras and all this stuff which they would do even better now because of the quality and all that and drones and stuff um so it looked better and it had a million cuts so uh again listen to the rewatchables because they talk about what the production was like where they basically just partied and had everyone pull out their phone and film what was going on which it, it looked like a real party it 100 percent was um so yes project almanac was better reviewed i would maybe say that x is still a better movie just all around but almanac is trying to do a lot of cool stuff and this is almost like the stuff where the ideas are better than the movie um Although they're better executed in this movie than the stuff. Uh, but ba- So the basic premise is they intro it well to this kid is basically a genius. He's trying to get accepted into MIT. And he does get accepted via this like really cool drone thing he built. And they show it at the beginning. And he doesn't get a financial aid acceptance thing. And his mom's like, we're going to sell the house so you can go to MIT. And he's like, I don't want you to sell the house. And she's like, too late. I'm selling the house. 
Now, my thing is, like, if you're going to MIT, like, you can go to MIT because you got into MIT. You take out the loan, bud. I mean, you got to eat it, okay? I fucking paid 50 grand to get a computer tutorial, basically. I mean, what are we talking about here? So that was confusing to me. Um... I don't know how I would... I don't think I would care if my parents sold my house unless they moved into a shittier house, which I guess probably would have happened in this scenario, but still, it was like a great house. So if you can get a good house and go to MIT, seems all right. Anyway, (laughs) that's the biggest flaw of the movie right there is just that like the reasoning in that makes no sense. So his dad was basically a literal genius... And he goes down into his, like, basement workshop and uncovers that he was building a time machine. And it's also revealed he was watching the video of his seventh birthday, which is the day his dad died. And he sees himself in his current age in the video, in, like, a reflection or something. And it's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And so his friends go through the blueprints and they figure out how to build it and they build a time machine. Now, I'm a sucker for time travel. Back to the Futures, one of my favorite movies. I have the flux capacitor tattooed on me. Big time travel guy. Okay. But I guess I was going to say when it's poorly executed, I don't like it. I don't know if I've seen one that I hate. (laughs) I mean, I love Time Cop, too. I think that's underrated. Maybe maybe I'm biased here. Well, I am biased, but maybe more than even I know. (laughs) Anyway, so they use it. They go back in time. They start in, like, little increments, so you watch them experiment and work on it, and it's dope. This one has a little bit of character development, too. He actually, like, builds a relationship with this girl, And that becomes the center of the movie, which kind of becomes a bummer. But basically, he pusses out at (laughs) they time travel and go to Lollapalooza and have a great time. And he pusses out when the girl is like, yo, let's get it on. And he time travels solo, which they all agreed that they would time travel together. And him doing it solo and redoing that basically disrupts the flow of time and it like fucks everything up. And he just really doesn't want to go back and, like, undo that because he's been alone and she's hot, basically. (laughs) And so that becomes, like, the center thing of the movie. And he decides, fuck it, I'm going to undo all of it. And goes all the way back. And the movie, like, loops back to when it started, which is him looking through his attic for things to do for the MIT video. And it's excellent. Okay, the acting isn't great, great, but it's the same thing as the usual found footage thing, again, with Project X, other than Miles Teller. Unknown people, so it seems more authentic. And it works. I mean, the girl is a little inconsistent in the way she treats the dude that seems to be pretty big staple i've been hearing about in the way women are portrayed in film i'm listening ladies (laughs) but it's another one of those things man where the the concept is just 
great. The found footage holds itself really well in this scenario, uh, especially since they incorporated like an old video into it. It all just kind of ties together that way. Uh, maybe the mistake was making them in high school, but I do think the MIT thing is a great avenue to intro it. Uh, I suppose a way you could do it is like it's an MIT college student, maybe post-grad guy, and his dad dies, and, you know, something with the will, and that leads him to discover it. Like going through his old stuff or something like that. I don't really know. I just thought of that on the spot right now. But the issue is that, of course, the main thing just became like, I got to get some puss. <laughs> and I don't know if that's the right approach, but that's what would happen. Like it ultimately is a pretty realistic movie that all they try to do is party and have fun. And then when the dude gets rejected, he's like, Oh wait, no, we're going to we're going to change this. You know? Now they did say like it, it was like a thing of like the fabric of time and all that. They weren't trying to go back like 70, 80 years and kill Hitler and like try to do shit like that. They were like you know, we're not even going to push 10 years. And that was the max thing they wanted to do, which is how he ends up at the 7th birthday party, blah blah blah. You know? So it, it all, like, makes sense with what they were trying to do. But it's like, of course, that's what kids would do with it. So I do think that that's valid. I, you know, it is probably less interesting than it could be, you know. But they could have went the, like, super thriller route and made it, like, a butterfly effect or something, which I think is also in some ways underrated, but it's pretty bad. Uh <laughs> I, I don't know. I loved it. I think you should watch Project Dominic. I think it was three ninety nine to rent on YouTube. You know, you got it. I know you do. You got a fucking $800 phone to listen to this. So <laughs> check it out. If you like time travel, if you like found footage, if you like any of that stuff. It's not like super sci-fi or science-y either. Like, obviously, they're all smart and shit, but it's not like a technical movie or anything like that either. So it's just another good time, a little longer. Like it was maybe an hour 40, I want to say. It could have lost 10 minutes somewhere in there. But overall, a great time. Much like Requiem for a Tuesday. So please rate, review, and subscribe to this show. Check out the merch, rfat.bigcartel.com. Check out the music, Multiplex WolfX. Follow me on Instagram, adam.rfat. I'm definitely forgetting something in there, but that's all right. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, I are fat, you are fat. We are fat. Calculator.